Hello, welcome to the latest episode in Bill Belichick's world. Hello, BBW lovers. <laughs> I've already named the fans. It's great. Three BBW e- lovers. Four episodes in, and uh, yeah, I mean the fans are currently are my boss and my brother. But hello, welcome. Um, say fans, listeners. Um, so t- today is thirtieth of August, and we're gonna skip ahead at one because uh, we've got a special guest today. You say special? We've it's got a guest today, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so we're gonna do the AFC West. So uh, fear not, AFC South fans. Uh, I can't imagine there's many, but yeah, um, we're we're coming back I to think you. That might be offensive, John. Yeah, <laughs> I give it. Um, so today uh, we we are joined by Stephen. Stephen, uh, say hello to the BBW lovers. Hello, BBW lovers. So we do this to all people on their first episode. So tell us what, who, you, what team do you support and who's your favourite ever player? I, for my sins, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan. Wasn't by choice. It was a on online questionnaire thing done about five or six years ago and for some reason i am a raiders fan it's because you it's because you're gangster isn't it <laughs> it pretty much is yeah it got me down to a t to be fair you, not, you, you cheat <laughs> <laughs> no that's probably why i'm a you raiders fan yeah i do yeah true yeah, all right with that um favorite ever player. player haven't really been watching the nfl for very long to be fair so i would just say my one well, I've got two favourite players at the moment. One of them, obviously, would be Amari Cooper. Oh, Steve loves Amari yes, Cooper. Yes, because he's awesome. And purely for the fantasy value of him, uh, David Johnson at the moment. It's brilliant. Did, did you get David Johnson this year? No, I did not. But that's the uh, joys of having 10th round pick. Well, whoever got him this year, I'm sure it's a very lucky man. Uh, he'll get injured. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> So no, welcome to this. Welcome to the podcast. And obviously, the re- reason we've skipped ahead is because you're a Raiders fan. So we're hoping for some insight. Uh, going to be so in depth. It's amazing. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have Steve uh, hopefully back through the season, giving his short reviews to uh, uh, ongoing topics. Um, firstly, though, um, should we have a brief callback because there's. Uh, we've already done the Steelers, but they've uh, since uh, that podcast has gone out. They've signed Vance McDonald. Anyone got any insight into Vance McDonald joining the Steelers? Uh, no, is the short answer. Basically, the guy was good until maybe two years ago, and his production's fallen off a lot. But he's surplus to requirements at the Forty ers in the new offense there. So I can see why they've released him. Um, I should imagine, I think it's Kittle is the new uh, tight end there from college. Uh, and they're obviously thinking moving in a younger direction is the way to go. Uh, so the Steelers could definitely do with some backup at tight end. Uh, Jesse James, famous cowboy, is their tight end. The road dog Jesse James. Ro- road dog Jesse James, that's him. Uh, he's got to be getting on in years. He was born in like 1820. 
Still, <laughs> wow! Stuff just <laughs> fell off in the background. I, yeah, but Perry, Perry's breaking the place already. He's uh, yeah. been here five minutes. I was going to make a joke about him still being younger than Brady, but I won't bother now. <laughs> no, he's not younger than Brady. But I believe that's why they've uh, moved on from McDonald. It's probably just an age thing. That seems fair enough. Um, and if, if you want to mention moves that have happened since we've been away, um, the other thing to note is the Cleveland Browns have today released uh, Pro Bowl cornerback Joe Hayden. Yes. He's gone. Uh, they obviously feel he's not going to recover significantly enough from his injury problems from the last couple of years to contribute and earn a new contract. Um, I'm surprised because he makes the team better in terms of leadership, but somebody is going to pick up an excellent free agency acquisition. I believe he doesn't have to go through the waivers process. He can just negotiate with whoever he likes. So, uh, you know, maybe we'll see him at uh, the Patriots. I'd take him. Yeah, well, we'll keep you up to date in case uh, in case of any movement. But yeah, um, as well for me, big news is that uh, owing directly to our podcast going out the other day, Ronda Rousey got married uh, yesterday, <laughs> and I'm gutted. She's off the market, John. She's off the market, man. That's, that's one less black eye you're going to get in life. <sighs> there's plenty of room for others. There's, I'm sure there's no other. Who's, the, who's the other lady fighter? Is it Holly Hunter? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that her name? So. Anyway, is she the one that beat Ronda Rousey? I think so. One, uh, of, them, one of them's fucking tough. Anyway, they're both fucking tough. I think one of them's really fucking tough. Uh, yeah. Also, some big news uh, from the Canadian Football League this week. Uh, quote, Johnny Manziel out of shape. So who'd have guessed that? No. That's just your Johnny Manziel news there. Is he is he actually playing in the CFL? I think he'd gone for a sort of workout. I think he, they have like an exemption list of players they can ah. sign, uh, and somebody foolishly thought it'd be a good idea to put him on their list. Uh, well, good luck to Johnny Money. I mean, if that's what you have to do to get on the list, I can be out of shape at a workout. I've been out of shape at all oh, my I workouts. Can't see Canadian football news being a segment we're ever going to come back to. Have you watched the CFL? It's worth watching because the NFL's not on yet. And, and, and CFL is on. I'd rather not watch anything at all than watch the Canadian Football League. <laughs> that is harsh. There's bound to be one fan out there who might hear this one day and yeah. be very, very irritated with you. Well, it's okay. We'll publish uh, Steve's address on Twitter <laughs> and uh, you can send hate mail to him. Uh, or, you can, or, of course, you can email us at billbelichicksworld.gmail.com or tweet hate to Steve at Belichicksworld and we'll forward it on. <laughs> has, has anyone even bothered to contact us yet? Uh, my brother texted me saying how great he was and he really enjoyed it. I'll take that. That's that's one more fan than I he, thought he we'd text, have. He, you know, we, he got he came he went straight to the source. So he didn't even your mum and dad. No, no, oh, no, bad boy. <laughs> Just checking. Moving on. We're to say things about your mum. You like you like saying nice things about my mum. I like saying nice things, nice things to your mum. But anyway, so. While the uh, while the iron is meandering, uh, let's uh, let's start with our rundown. So let's start with the current number one team in uh, West. Let's start with the Oakland Raiders. So uh, what's 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 new with the Oakland Raiders, Michael? Uh, firstly, what's new with the Raiders is actually they weren't the number one team last year. Kansas were the number one team. Oakland were the wild card. They, they probably Shh. would have been the number one I'm just team. Trying to, I'm just trying to make, give, a, give a nice reason to why we were... And, yeah. and they will be the number one team this yeah. year. Uh, oh, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think there's much getting away from that. I, I really think um, they can't be that unlucky again to lose, to lose Derek Carr. Uh, and if he stays fit for the 16 games, they comfortably win this division for me. 
Uh, Steve, anything you'd like to add to that? I think definitely, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> like I say, last season we only lost it because he broke his leg before the very last game and Connor Cook was atrocious. Um, oh. Lost that one game and that was it. Sorry, uh, we're down to two mics and I stole Steve's mic. Um, don't forget Matt McGloin, he was atrocious as well. well. They were both equally atrocious, but it just proves how important Carr is. As long as he stays fit, we win the division. Don't worry, he's backed up by EJ Manuel this year, the only man to lose NFL games in three different countries. Yes. It's a good record to have. It's going to go on his CV. Are you playing in Mexico this year? I really want him to get the four. <laughs> um, I think we might be. I, I think some soon. I think somebody is. I mean, I can't see him playing, but I hope they just bring him on just to, <laughs> just to have the, just to at least the a one snap just so you can <laughs> get... You get you know, well, so, well, That'd be three continents. <laughs> You're the first man to lose on three continents. Four countries, three continents. That is a good record. Yeah, we need we need an Asia Asian game so uh, EJ Manuel can uh, can just uh, obliterate anyone near him. I can already see the highlights DVD. It's called Defeat in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess. As a as, as a for outsiders looking in, I guess the, uh, a lot of the um, focus this preseason's been on uh, Lynch. Uh, so, are you, are you you excited about the return of Beast Mode? I was excited to hear he was coming back, but obviously it comes tinged with the fact that he's been out for a couple of years. So whether he can regain his form remains to be seen. Obviously in preseason. He's played a couple of snaps here or there and everyone's raved about the three or four yard rushes that he does and then he's off the pitch. So there supposedly there's good things about him in the practices so hopefully as long as he can gain, regain some of the form and keep himself fit he should be a good acquisition but can't see him replicating what Latavius Murray did last year but we have got two decent backups in Jalen Rashard and DeAndre Washington who have been half decent in pre-season so far so I think if he does go down we've got a bit of depth there at the moment so hopefully we'll be alright uh, but again everyone wants to see Beast Mode back in the NFL I I, 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 I I would love to see Beast Mode back and sort of even if he's just half the player he was uh, at, at his peak um, I think um, it's exciting but you know whether at, heart, at half half the man he was he's sort of still uh Good as Latavius Murray, I don't think, but I don't know. But I, I really, I really like Latavius Murray. So, um, but yeah, yeah we'll I see. think we were a bit foolish to get rid of Murray. But you know, Lynch is a half decent backup to have. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's um, well, he can say he's been out for a year, but he, I imagine at a running back that's going to allow him to recover from his various scrapes, and he, he, you know, he was quite injury prone the last year. At Seattle, so uh, yeah, Michael, you got any thoughts on this? I think the key thing, uh, like you say, is, is the injury proneness. In, in 2015, Lynch played seven games for three touchdowns, and that was his sole contribution to the season. Then he was gone, and Seattle struggled without him. They've struggled since to replace him consistently. Uh, the year before that, which I think was the year they won the Super Bowl, 2014, yeah. uh, he played all 16 regular season games and scored 13 touchdowns in that time, which is a massive contribution. Uh, and it meant teams had to stack the box against him, allowing the receivers to get open and gain big chunks of yardage down the field. 
And without him, Seattle found that a lot harder to do, which is why they were getting pinned in and they were struggling in close games. Um, if Oakland have got the 2014 Marshall and Lynch in the building or something near that, then this team took another big step forward. If they've got the 2015 Marshall and Lynch in the building, uh, they're going to stagnate at best. Um, the backups are serviceable. DeAndre Washington, 467 yards last year at 5.4 yards a carry, is not a bad backup at all. But can he carry an offense if Lynch is missing? That I'm not sure. Uh, I would say we don't have enough information on him to know. Um, so you need to cross your fingers and hope that Lynch stays fit. But there's nothing to say that a year off won't have done him as much good as it could have done harm. So be positive. Why not? Let's see that he does pull it off. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's been sitting at home doing nothing. He's been, I think he's been uh, at the the local university sort of training the kids. Uh, uh, so, yeah, um, yeah. But other than, other than Beast Mode, Steve, uh, who are you... Who are you excited to see this 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 coming season? Might surprise you with my answer, but uh, Amari Cooper again. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, he's looked very good in preseason. Uh, had a pretty good season last year, somewhat overshadowed by Michael Crabtree, who finished as RB eleven and Cooper was RB twelve. So obviously they do work well together. But obviously Crabtree's, I believe, now thirty four, so he's not getting any younger, and Cooper is a lot younger. So I think. Cooper this year could be a breakout year for him with Carr, as long as Carr stays fit. And obviously having Lynch there as well, if anything, it will take some of the defence pressure away so that Crabtree and Cooper can get free. Because when Beast Mode's there, you've got to, you've got to defend him. Yeah, he's uh, he, he creates options. Um, so no, that's cool. Um, Michael, have you got anything to, to add about the, the other offensive options for, for Oakland? I, I do. Uh, firstly, I'm a big Michael Crabtree fan. Um, I always have him in my fantasy team. I had him last year, yeah. I had him this year. Um, and I think he'll outscore Cooper again. Uh, teams will defend Cooper with two players whenever possible. And he will pick up big yardage when they don't. But in the end zone, in that red zone, C- Crabtree is a bigger, better target. And I think um, when teams are defending against the, the short run with Marshawn, they will leave Crabtree open and he's going to pick up the touchdowns in that area. So I've picked him again. I, he, for me, he's my fantasy pick for the team. Um, and I, I'm confident that he's going to have another good year at 34. It doesn't, I don't think it makes any difference to him. You're not asking him to pick up yardage on every throw. You're just asking him to be there in the end zone. So he's more than capable of doing that. Also, uh, another player to draw attention to is former Vikings uh, kickoff returner Cordell Patterson. Uh, f- fascinating record for the NFL, Patterson has. He is the only player with a 100-yard kickoff return, a 75-yard touchdown catch, and a 50-yard rushing touchdown in the same season back in 2013. Nice. Uh, the special teams for the Raiders is key. They had the league-leading penalties last year, I believe, and they need to negate that. They need someone who can get the ball back down the field every time and not be picking up silly penalties. I really think he helps this special teams. He's come in saying he doesn't just want to be a special teams player. He wants to be a regular receiver. I think he's probably number three on the depth chart, just ahead of Seth Roberts uh, and behind, obviously, Cooper and Crabtree. If he can contribute as a wide receiver as well as a kickoff returner, then that's an excellent signing. Uh, It's a big loss for the Vikings for me. Um, so I really think he's a guy to look to. 
uh, in, in the season coming, he's going to be very important. They're going to need the kickoff returns and the punt returns from him. So I think that's a big improvement, bigger for me than the return of Lynch. Ooh. Well, <laughs> big... <clears throat> Uh, well, you know, and as well, I, I love I love a fact like that. So every every podcast, and I would also say the penalties against Oakland. There was that one game where we were close to breaking a record, and obviously had to go and do it. Of course, so that probably didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> when you've been like fifteen seconds left, you suddenly like just someone just like just start just, punching just people. jump offside, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to break we've got to break the record. Um, last one then on what are your thoughts on Jared Cook? Can you make any impression on the Raiders team? Obviously, Clive Wolford was there last year. He's still there this year. And he was ahead of Jared Cook last year. I think Wolford was tight end 28 to Cook's 36. I think Jared Cook was not great in a team with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what makes you think he's going to be any good in a team with Derek Carr. Derek Carr isn't a better player than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, And there's already enough receiving options on the team. Raiders weren't particularly lacking a tight end. That wasn't something anybody looked at and said, oh, if they had a tight end, that'd elevate them to a league-winning position. So I'm not sure he makes a big enough difference. If if you'd signed Bennett or someone like um, Gronk or OJ Howard out of the draft or, you know, a real big Cook name. Cook did well in the playoff games, though. Yeah, he did. But it's not... Over a, over a season, he's never really done anything special. He's... He's, he is where he is in the tight end standings because he's just not a special player. Yeah, but is that because he didn't play many games last year? I think he only played about six or seven and then the playoff games, given yeah, the whole season. Obviously, um, injuries don't help, but this is a career-long thing. He's not a great tight end. Wolford isn't a great tight end either, no. but if you can't be good or great in a team with Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to improve just because you've gone to a team with Derek Carr. I think it's an interesting addition. How, how many a, upward um, steps are there from Aaron Rodgers in the quarterback league? None, one, or none? That's yeah. your option. <laughs> <laughs> Manzo. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, man, uh, Rodgers is pretty much the pinnacle. Um, part, yeah. Some may argue Brady, I guess. I wouldn't. But, uh, yeah, no one here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, no, I... I I think um, Cook's interesting, but uh, yeah, um, uh, I'd be. I think. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to make a great impression. I think uh, it's an interesting addition to, to well, another target exactly for us. It is. It's 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 all creating options and creating confusion within defence. So, um, and yeah, so I'm. Uh, and confusion I'm looking- helps because obviously in that one of the preseason games when the uh, <coughs> Derek Carr did the fake, and then a 38 yard touchdown to Cooper. So it helps. I think yeah. it's good. No, it's cool. So, um, floors and ceiling, Michael. So, uh, what's, what's your... The, the floor for this team is still a winning record at 9-7. and seven. Um, I can't see them dropping lower than that. The ceiling is a big 13-3. and three. That, That's a realistic ceiling. This team, if everything works, if Lynch is fit all season, 13-3. and three. You're probably going to end up around 11-5, 12-4, same as last year. Um, and that just leaves us... Everybody's fantasy pick from the team. I've given you mine. Mine is Crabtree. Steve, who um, I think I can guess, but who would you pick? I didn't get him this year, but yeah, I would go Cooper. I have done the last two years, so I'd stick with that. Um, uh, I always I like always like Murray, so I'm I obviously it's a shame he's gone. Uh, and for a 
just for, for shits and giggles, I, I'm going to pick Lynch. I think, uh, what's the worst that can happen? Gets injured first game. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awful, wouldn't it? Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to pick Lynch. Just, just, uh, the, just to be different. And I hope you're right. Yeah. So uh, let's move on. So next team, uh, let's go with the Broncos. So uh, it's um, it's it's a Broncos were a bit disappointing last year. Can you see uh, an upturn for them uh, this this coming season? It's it's possible, but it's more likely to be much of a muchness, much of the same. Uh, the division is probably as strong, if not a little bit stronger, than it was last year. Um, you know, the Chargers are, have probably improved. Uh, certainly, I think we've, as we've discussed, the Raiders have probably improved a little bit. So, not going to be easy pickings for the Broncos. Um, the big news from preseason is Paxton Lynch has failed to beat out Trevor Simeon for the starters job. Lynch has definitely got the better arm; he can make much bigger throws, but he hasn't picked up the complexities of an offense. He can't uh, seem to spot what the defense are planning to do, and Simeon is managing to put together the playbook and and have an understanding. He was getting there last year. The wide receivers criticised him a little bit for not taking more of a chance, but he's not going to lose you games. He, he's not going to win you games on his own, but Alex Smith has made a career out of this, and Trevor Simeon reminds me a little bit of that. He is a safe arm to have in the team. Nice and dependable. Uh, fair enough. Um, I think he was at the league average uh, quarterback rating last year of 84.6. He was pretty much bang on the passer rating. So he is right there in the middle of the bunch. And that is enough to take you to the playoffs. Whether it's enough to win a Super Bowl, I don't know. But it's enough to take you to the playoffs. And I don't think this team should be looking beyond the first round of the playoffs, if at all. No, it's... Um, it, it, they're, they're sort of... Of course, it was going to be a massive change for them last season after Peyton left. Um, and But um, I guess for them, as like... Were the, for them, the defense is is key. Uh, so, I mean, uh, uh, has there been much changes in the defense? Well, we're waiting on the big change in the defense. The the safety TJ Ward is apparently on the chopping block. You know, everyone's just waiting to get get him out of the team. It's because it's a contract year, so he's yeah. been put out there for a trade. They probably want to get rid of him before they are faced with paying him big money or losing him for nothing. Um, if he goes, the defense gets weaker. And that won't help them at all. There aren't very many options left, good safeties to replace him with this year. Um, so I am sceptical about what they're trying to do, but that's because I think they need to keep everybody together. They might have a, a long-term plan in place for what to do uh, with that position, but I can't see it. I haven't seen any other players in that position in the team who you think, yeah, they're as good as TJ Ward. So the defence that won them the Super Bowl, he was a key part of that. And to dismantle that when you've got young quarterbacks in and you're not nailed down at a lot of the positions seems a little bit daft. We shall see. They obviously don't feel he's going to be worth the money that they're going to have to pay to keep him at the end of this year. So if that's the case, uh, why not? I mean, I suppose see what you can get for him, but... It would have to be another defensive player if you're going to start trading for him, I think. And I just don't know who they're going to be after. There's nobody in the pipeline that they're talking about. So it'll be interesting to see. No, fair enough. Um, I know the the O-line is uh, particularly weak at the moment. So um, um, 
and seeing as I've picked up CG Anderson in my draft, uh, I'm now a bit worried. Um, I don't think you need to worry too much. The O line is not terrible. It, it's not great, but it, it's not awful by any means. It's there are a lot worse. Anderson last year, uh, 4.1 yards per carry uh, when when he was in the team, and only 3.2 yards per carry for the team when he wasn't there. So he's a massive component in the offence. And this year, he's going to be there with a bit of rotation from Jamal Charles, who's made the 53-man roster, despite his dodgy knees, despite missing all of last year, or all by one game last year. Charles is going to give them a relief option, which means Anderson can stay fresher, contribute those hard, short yardage situations. I think the running back's position got better for them this year. Um, They've still got Andy Janovic there, who, as a fullback really does burst through the offensive line and, and drag people with him. It, it could be a really good year. This could be a run-first offense if both the key running backs stay fit. That's a lot to ask, especially from Charles, but it would take pressure off Simeon. Um, so don't be surprised if you see that happen. I, I really think that could be the way they go. No, cool. Um, well, that reassures me a little bit. <laughs> so That's what I'm here for, John. Yeah, and... Um, for me as well, for the, for the Broncos, the, uh, the, I, I'm always happy to see Von Miller. Uh, for one, he's just a fantastic player, and also just um, just really interesting bloke. So uh, he's uh, he's one of my favourite players. That's a, a non-giant. Um, Steve, you got any uh, opinions on Broncos this year? Not really, to be honest. I mean, they didn't really <laughs> do a lot last year, and. Like I say, I can't really see them doing too much different this year, really. So I don't think they'll be a great rival in the division for the Raiders. I think it's going to be between the Raiders and the Chiefs, really, for the winning the division. Um, yeah, the rushing game wasn't brilliant last year. I think they ranked 27th overall in it. So, yeah, without much improvement, it's just going to be another average year for them, really. No, fair enough. Uh, well, there you go. I, I like a stat. Um, so yeah, I think I think we're all in agreement then, which is a rarity that they're not going back to the Super Bowl. No, I think um, no chance. You know, I say it every episode, but I'm not a betting man, but I uh, I'd happily take a bet that they're not coming back uh, to the Super Bowl this year. We still need to have a we still, oh, coming coming back. Uh, we still need to have a, a punishment for if uh, the, if the Patriots win or lose. Well, you, you, I said they wouldn't get to the Super Bowl. And you said, you they, said they would, so we'll, we shall we'll see what comes we'll of we'll that. Uh, just in case anyone's thinking, oh, well, they prob- they've said that like a couple of episodes ago, but we'll get there. We'll yeah, get I'm there. sure somebody will suggest something. It'll, at this rate, the only person to suggest anything could be your brother. Oh, but then he'll. But that's luckily, he will suggest a few. Your mum could suggest a few things, I'm sure. Oh, I want to lose if <laughs> it involves your mother. Um, <laughs> my, so my poor mother. Floors and ceilings, Michael. Uh, floor for this team is six and ten, which is a, a, a drop. It's yeah. a big drop, but it's it's possible. They obviously, if if the running game falls apart, they're going to struggle. So six and ten. Uh, ceiling is ten and six. I don't think they're going to win more than ten games. It's not the easiest of fixture lists. Um, I can see them more than likely ending up at eight and eight. Nowhere really exciting going to be looking to build a bigger offense for the following season um my fantasy pick it's difficult i'd say you're probably going to have to go with cj anderson because i think they're going to be a run first offense this year steve will you uh pick you've got another pick for uh, the Broncos player 
your fantasy? I probably would have gone with CJ Anderson as well, really, as if they're going to run the ball, he's their best option. But obviously, if he goes down injured, then you'd hope that Jamal Charles can stay fit enough to be a decent enough backup. But yeah, for one pick, it's going to be CJ Anderson. Uh, well, I, I picked CJ Anderson. I uh, got him quite late, uh, but I was quite happy with that. Uh, but so yeah, I'd. Uh, I think that's our first time we've had a. Uh, well, first time we've had a three, but first time we've had a complete agreement in one player. Yeah, it's a full house. That's, that's yeah. not bad for us. I, you can't discount uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, but I'm not sure they're going to get big production no. with with either quarterback. So I think we're all right in taking the running back for our fantasy team. Fair enough. Yeah, my my brother is a big Sanders fan, so uh, I think he was quite uh, not upset, but. Uh, miffed he uh, didn't get him in the in the draft but um, tough titties um, so I'm not sure your brother was paying that much attention in the draft he just kept looking at me and going who would you pick next <laughs> I need a wide receiver who would you pick I'm picking a quarterback anyway <laughs> yeah basically just just a team of like eight quarterbacks just taken to the field for your brother and one yeah. of them was RG3 oh uh, yeah well that was last year wasn't it Jeez. he really did do that do you know what? I was uh, I was all for him because I thought you know it could it could uh, it could be a mess. No, you got nothing from that. Um, so Kansas City, um, big year for the Chiefs coming up. Yeah, it's uh, could be a transitional year if it doesn't go well for Alex Smith. Well, I think it's 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 a big year for him because yeah, he can basically they can really the Chiefs can let him go next summer for very little financial penalty so he's he needs to it's win or bust yeah it's win or bust for Alex Smith this year and he's never been a win or bust player but maybe having Patrick Mahomes who was uh, picked in the draft the Chiefs moved up to get him uh, and he has shown in preseason and and the practices that he's got a cannon for an arm and he's accurate with it which is uh, an improvement over someone like Paxton Lynch who's got the cannon but you know he's just firing wherever Mahomes is pushing Smith, and Smith has apparently said he's ready to respond. He's happy to to take on some of the throws, but they haven't helped him by uh, allowing Jeremy Macklin to leave for the Ravens. The the two of them had a really good rapport uh, in 2015. They struggled last year a little bit, but it looked to all intents and purposes that they were going to pick that up again. And and now Macklin has left. It's left them a little bit thin, uh, wide receiver. They've moved Tyreek Hill to a full-time wide receiver role from just returning kicks and punts. Um, he's not been great so far in preseason, but it's only preseason. Um, they're clearly going to stick with this. He's he's clearly going to be top of the depth chart because he's so exciting. Um, and frankly, they don't have anyone else. Uh, anybody else know Chris Conley? Big fans of Chris Conley here, are we? Never heard of him. It's Brian Conley's brother, isn't he? That's it. Brian Conley's brother, Chris, is is the second wide receiver on this team. Chris Conley's got you know a fair number of yards. He's done well in limited usage with the team, but he's not a star player. So no, he's a puppy. <laughs> he's a puppy. <laughs> if anyone else hearing this gets that reference, that would be amazing. He, he is indeed a puppet. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the only the only uh, offensive player keeping pressure off Tyreek Hill in the passing game is Travis Kelsey. Yeah. He's one of the top two or three uh, tight ends in the league and a great comfort blanket type weapon for Alex Smith. So if he stays fit and plays all 16 games, the team will generate enough on offense to make up for the things they lack. But one of the things that they weren't counting on 
was losing their star running back. Spencer Ware, gone. Yeah. Pre-season knee injury, out the way. It's all handed over to the rookie, Kareem Hunt. And to be fair, Kareem Hunt is a good replacement to bring in. You know, the guy was killing it in uh, in his college games. He just absolutely blowing people out of the way, big scores. You can really see that this guy can pick up the offense and move it forward. But how often do we see running backs struggle when they come in? They either take off like Zeke or they really struggle. Uh, Melvin Gordon's first year at the Chargers. It was awful. So they really do need him to pick up where he left in college and um, drag the offense with them. Otherwise, it's going to have to be a a throw-first offense, and that might accelerate Smith's downfall. Mahomes could be in a lot quicker than people were thinking because really they want to redshirt him for this year, keep him out of the way, let Smith get them to the playoffs like he tends to do, and bring Mahomes along slowly. But they might not get the choice. If they're not moving the ball on the ground, then they're going to have to go aerial. No, cool. Um, it's um, it's, it's going to be an interesting year uh, for for them, mainly because of the the, the this the Smith situation and uh, Mahomes. I'm, I've not really seen Mahomes yet, so uh, uh, I, I, I really can't judge. I've only heard things in preseason, and by all sounds, the hype is that he is very real and he will be a great quarterback. So, like I say, that is going to put the pressure on Smith. And especially losing Jamal Charles and Spencer Ware now as well. If he does struggle, then I would like to think that they might not be as stupid as last year with the Osweiler situation of just keeping faith with him all the time. (laughs) I think if he's struggling, they've got Patrick Mahomes there and they've obviously got faith in him. So, yeah, they could throw him in earlier than everyone thinks. No, it would be interesting if that is the case because, you know, uh, I've only heard things, but it sounds like he's a... He is a hell of a prospect. So, and uh, they uh, they went early in the draft room. So yeah, it'd be it'd be exciting. If not, I imagine we'll just have to wait a year. And I think we'll probably see him uh, come through uh, for twenty nineteen. So uh, no, yeah, so um, twenty twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. So um, I forgot what year it was. Um, so yeah, um, so Michael. Uh, just one more point. The Chiefs, they benefit a lot from uh, the turnover situation. Their defense is excellent. They force a lot of fumbles. They make a lot of interceptions. Eric Berry was excellent returning from cancer last year. The team benefit a lot uh, from their defense being good, except against the run. Against the run, they were 26th overall last year, which is not good enough for a team that doesn't put up masses of points. Um, they can't afford to to allow teams to run all over them. They were averaging 24 points a game last year, yeah. which is is not enough. You're not going to win the Super Bowl like that, even if you are getting plus 16 turnover differential. But with, with, with the, the special teams play, one key thing to look at is Cairo Santos, the kicker, uh, Brazilian kicker. Um, he, was, he, he was very good last year. He's, he needs to reach that final, the Justin Tucker sort of uh, area. He's not quite there yet. He only converted 88.6% of his field goals last year. I think he missed four and three extra points. Really, the Chiefs, because they lack the punch on offense, they need him to make every kick. Every kick he misses is a huge blow because they don't generate enough points. So if he can step up one more level, then the Chiefs are in a far more comfortable position to make the playoffs. No, cool. Uh, 
something to add to Steve? Uh, just one little stat about Tyreek Hill is that he is last season he was the lone player in the NFL with at least one punt return touchdown and one kick return touchdown. So if they are going to take him off special teams to make him more of the uh, <coughs> well, featured back then, that could be interesting to see what happens there. Oh, I, well, there you go. I, once again, it's, it, every podcast is a school day for me. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, Mike, floors and ceilings? Uh, again, the floor is a reasonably low 6 and 10. Uh, the team hasn't got any room for injuries, basically. If, if, if the injuries come in, 6 wins, that is a real possibility. Um, the ceiling is only 10 and 6. I don't think they generate enough points anyway, even with the players they've got. They're still lacking something. Um, I can't see them winning more than 10 games. 10 games might be enough, but looking around uh, not just their division, but the whole AFC, I'll be surprised if that's enough to get them in as a wild card this year. I'm confident they're going to finish second to the Raiders in the division. So they're an outside bet for a wild card for me. Uh, they're probably going to finish again, like the Broncos, somewhere at 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, mediocre, average. It's it's not going to be enough. I'll be surprised if Alex Smith does enough to save his job. Uh, if I was picking a player for the fantasy, I've said Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They're the only two I think you can really go for. Kareem Hunt's a stretch because you don't know what he's going to produce. Yes, Steve, yourself, you've got any, who would you... Well, I drafted one of them, so I will stick with Tyreek Hill. What he did very well towards the end of last year, and obviously he's now the starter for that position. So I'm hoping for big things from Tyreek this year. Yeah, I've got um, I've got no, no, nothing else to add uh, really. Kelsey is one of the top tight ends. Kelsey's and, Kelsey, isn't he? Yeah, Everyone loves and, him. And uh, Tyreek Hill is a very exciting player in a very mediocre un- team, unexciting <laughs> offense. So um, yeah, I, it, I, I hopefully. See, see some big things from uh, Tyreek this year. So, before you move on, I didn't get to give you my awesome Raiders fact that I learned earlier. Oh, go on. Yeah. Last year, the Raiders won 12 games. Yeah. How many games in total did they win in the previous four years? 10. No, you've both gone low because you think they were shit. They were. It was 18, but still, yeah. that is a vast improvement. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and that is why I can only see them continuing to ascend. That's why I'm so confident this year in the Raiders. Uh, one of my picks to to make it certainly to the AFC Championship game. I was upset last year that the Raiders were good because it is always quite fun watching you uh, sort of going falling apart at the seams as the season goes on. And so. that's why I love the NFL because ever since I supported them, they've been abysmal. <laughs> so it's about time they're finally turning it around. I know, but yeah, it's. Uh... It's upsetting because you're a Man U fan and a Raiders fan. If they're both turning out good this year, then I'm going to have to start taking the mick of your family and stuff. So Yeah, but there's no difference there, is there, really? But yeah. You're a Leeds fan. It doesn't matter to you. Oh, well, yeah, we're a horrible <laughs> scum. So, um, yeah, so that's the division covered, really. No, no, that leaves us with the Chargers. Oh, God. I've and it's so easy to forget the Chargers How because, because yeah. the Chargers have sunk to irrelevance. Jeez, yeah. The, poor old Philip Rivers deserves better. Yeah, I like. I really like Philip Rivers, but well, that is. Do you like him because he scores good fantasy numbers, John? No. Why but do you like does. him? Uh, do you like him because he dresses like a cowboy and has fifteen kids? Yeah. Because he clearly can't keep it in his pants. 15. Well, are they all his own though. Uh, 
from the same woman? I, th- I think he is married. I, I'm not sure whether he's a Mormon or not, but he's got a lot of kids. I believe a lot of them are adopted, but the guy, quite, check out his press conferences. They're quite often there. Okay. I will look out for that. About 15 kids. Dedication for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I just like... I'd say it's easier to have 15 kids when you spend half of your year away from home. <laughs> 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 but yeah... Um, no, it's I like Philip Rivers, but the the team around him uh, is um, the team aren't anything to shout about apart from Melvin Gordon. Let's be fair. Um, yeah. Okay. In the interest of being fair, last year the team was hit like every injury bug going hit this team, and it broke what could have been an above average team to a seriously below average to poor team. Uh, they were unfortunate in that regard, but. There's not a lot to say that this is going to improve. Keenan Allen's a great wide receiver. Injured. Um, Melvin Gordon had a a breakout year last year, but how often do we see running backs have great breakout years and then get injured? At some point, running backs get injured. I think not, because he is also in my fantasy team. Then we're all crossing our fingers that he breaks (laughs) both legs. I think, uh, yeah, it's... um... I think it's going to be a challenge for him as well, being in L.A., yeah, the move to LA is, it's it is because as well like LA's got, in two years has gone from no teams. Well, it didn't to, do the Rams much their first year there. No, they're God no. Um, and they're now fighting with all of the LA fans to get more fans when they've already got one atrocious team there anyway. <laughs> so I think it's going to be difficult for them this year. Yeah. So um, I mean, other than. Gordon, so like any any players to look let, out for this let, year? Let's look on the positives, right? Gordon last year, best part of a thousand yards. I think it was nine hundred and ninety-seven yards. So call it a thousand because you know that's, that's pretty damn close. Ten touchdowns. If he doesn't get injured, if he continues to break out and the O line continues to make holes for him, which they did, then fine. They're a, a viable offense. Keenan Allen stays fit. Hey, that's across your fingers. They, they've signed Mike Williams. He's a good. He's going to be an excellent wide receiver, um, and they've got everybody up and running at the moment that they could want to have. Uh, you got Antonio Gates, who needs one touchdown yeah. to become the top scoring tight end ever. But more importantly, Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry was picking up snaps off of Gates last year. He is the tight end of the future, and once Gates gets that that touchdown that he needs, I think he'll be the reserve tight end. He'll be the yeah. backup from, I don't know, game three or four of the season, you'll see him use less than half the snaps because they want to keep him fit. Um, They want him to continue to produce, but they want to make sure he's still available as long as he wants to play. I picked him up in my fantasy team because I'm sure they're going to throw him the ball until he gets this touchdown. And as soon as he gets it, I will bin him off. Yeah, I had him him last year, uh, end of last season, um, and he started my epic tight end drought where uh, he uh, where both or he uh, Ladarius Green um, who's the other one um, Eric Ebron I brought them all in week after week each of them scored zero points for me <laughs> and um, um, so yeah uh, but no I think um, Antonio Gates I think there's going to be a real sort of once he's got that uh, record record uh, touchdown then 
I would not have him near my fantasy team. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely the way it's going to go. They're going to protect him, and that means less targets, less playing time. So, well, like I say, once once he's got that touchdown, he'll be out of my team. Um, Joey Bosa, let's move to yeah. another positive for the team. Joey Bosa, he played 12 games last year after holding out over his contract, 10.5 sacks and 41 tackles in just 12 games. Let's say he plays 16 games this year. You're looking at possibly 15 sacks. 60 tackles, something like that. Yeah. That's a massive season. That's a J.J. Watt-style season. And and he could be the saving grace for this team because if he can force a few fumbles, uh, get in the way of some passes and bat them down, keep sacking quarterbacks for loss, the, the team is going to be in a position to use the offense providing it's fit. Uh, and that, With this team, these are one of the teams it's a big if, 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 if all the way. Uh, if they do this, if they do this. But Joey Bosa will be good. He will be better than last year because he will have had the full preseason and he will play every game that he's fit. So from that point of view, from the defensive side of the ball, they are going to be better than last year. It's just if they can take advantage of that and the positions that come with it. And they also have got Tyrell Williams as well as the backup if Keenan Allen goes down. And by all accounts, he's been pretty good in preseason. He's in my fantasy football team, so I'm hoping that as much as they don't have many targets, that he will be the one to take over at some point. He's also the uh, last Chargers wide receiver with a thousand yard receiving season, so just throw that out there. He is uh, he, no, he, he, well, you know, he he will be starting a lot of games. Uh, there's no two ways around it. Uh, I like Dontrell Inman last year. They have a, a depth at wide receiver. Dontrell Inman was good. I had him in my team a few weeks. Um, He's not going to be starting, but if somebody comes off the field injured, he's right there to slot in. I think he's well worth keeping an eye on. So there are positives in the team, but it's a tough division. And honestly, they've not signed any make-or-break players. They've not taken a huge step forward in any department. So I think it's going to be uh, more of the same. You're looking at another best average season for them. Uh, the floor for the Chargers is quite low, 5-11, and 11, because of the injury history in the team, the fact that running backs tend to struggle the year after their breakout because they've had a big workload. Um, Philip Rivers is, you know, nigh on always fit, always going to pick you up good scores. How long you can keep doing it? Is he going to be as motivated now they've moved? They've got a new coach in Anthony yeah. Lynn. There's a lot of unknowns and a lot of ifs. So I can't see them uh, winning many more than nine games, and they're probably going to finish with a losing record for me, seven and nine, bottom of the division. I, I don't see them going anywhere yet. I think you need to wait for the next step, and that next step might be a couple of seasons away. But Joey Bosa gives them a chance, so you know he's worth it's worth keeping an eye on. But it, I I can't see them being fantastic this year. I, some people have said, look, they're going to throw the ball a lot. They've got all these receivers. They're going to use Melvin Gordon to get touchdowns in the red zone. I don't see it. I think it's more of the same, a little bit more of dirge than really Phillips deserve, uh, Philip Rivers deserves. Yeah. Anything uh, anything you want to add, Steve? No, I'd agree with that. I think it's going to be a tough season for them, and I don't think the LA thing is going to help either. No, no, it's uh, I, I can't. I can't uh, see the LA, LA thing being a positive, but in the well, in the short term at least. So, um, f- fancy picks from that team. You see, you, you picked. I've got bit. Melvin Gordon, and obviously the number one running back on that team. Great season last year. 
I'm happy that he's probably going to have another great season for him this year. No, I, I, that's who I'd pick if I give him the chance. Griff, you got any uh, other? Gordon's the obvious choice. Um, I didn't, I didn't get to pick him this year. Like I say, I've gone with Gates for now. I think if you get a chance to pick up Hunter Henry, then, yeah. then go for it. I think, I think he's on for a breakout season. Uh, honestly, give him a couple of weeks. Put him in your team after that. Maybe once Gates has got this touchdown, they're going to reduce his role, and, and Henry gets a lot more targets. So that's where I'm going. I, I think that's one of the sleeper picks for this year, Hunter Henry. I think anybody that's got him is going to be glad they took a chance. He was impressive at the end of last year. So um, yeah, um, yeah. If you are looking for a tight end and he's available, I yeah, I someone I'd recommend. Uh, just uh, yeah, I. I didn't go for him. I went for Gates at the end of last year, and I regret that. Oh, I regret it. So that's the division done. Hooray! <laughs> um, uh, so, Steve, while you're here, go on. Uh, let's let's uh, let's talk about some subjects that you'd have missed over the other two episodes. So, uh, the Jets this year. Uh, uh, do you think they're tanking? On uh, or what's your opinion of what the Jets are? are they might to? have done something, but. Confirming Bortles as number one. Uh, uh, no. so that's the Jags. Uh, no, both rubbish. They're both going to be terrible. Uh, oh, the, the, I, I will have the opinion the Jets will be worse. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, I can't see them doing much at all this year, really. No, uh, that's... Uh, yeah, there for anyone who's uh, heard our first episode, uh, go back. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to Mike and his Jets rant because uh, it's it's... It's worth the money alone. Dog shit, John. Dog, dog shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, utter dog shit. Um, so, um, what we're going to be, what I'll be doing via the Twitter and the Facebook is the Facebook. That's not like my gran. Um, uh, uh, is I'll be doing a prediction league, so people who are involved can get in touch, and uh, so we can see um, who who's who's going to be quite good at predicting stuff. So you've got a prediction already, Steve, for your. Who you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I know we haven't even started the season, but come on, it's we're, we're obviously it's very there. early at the moment. Um, I'm putting my stall out and say I definitely don't want the Patriots to be there. Um, the Raiders possibly will have a good chance if Carr stays fit, but uh, that's that's a big if really. Last year, if he'd have stayed fit, we might have given the Patriots a good game. I can't see. I can't really see the Falcons get him back again. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really too sure to be honest. Um, I'd like to. I've got put out. I'll just say the Raiders will get there. Whether we'll win or not, it's another matter. It's no, a big enough. step. I think it's um, it's going to be. It's, 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 it's you know the season hasn't started yet, but it's, it seems like it's going to be another quite open season. So uh, yeah, no, we'll see how you do. But uh, yeah, anything. Anything you want to add on, Michael? Uh, nothing of any great importance, because uh, I never say anything of great importance, uh, just to say that the Jets definitely won't win the Super Bowl <laughs> this year. Uh, I, I am very confident in that. I'm, I can predict that 100%. They will not even make it to the Super Bowl this year. I get the feeling... I, I like to end on a, on, a, on a low. God, yeah, and the Jets is a low, isn't it? So, um, well, yeah... Um, Steve, as it's your first episode, take us out with a nice positive message. Amari Cooper, it's going to have a great season this year, everyone. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back with uh, AFC South um, 
soon and uh, yeah uh, uh, but yeah we're available on um, Twitter at Belichick's World we can, you can give us an email at billbelichicksworld at gmail.com we're also on Facebook just put Bill Belichick's World in uh, but yeah we'd love to hear from you other than that we'll see you soon thanks very much <laughs>